Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is Monday, May 14th. We're recording actually on Sunday, Mother's Day. So That's right. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. And uh, happy Mother's Day to you. Happy this Mother's is a, Day. a Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, there you go. Happy Mother's Day. This is a Mother's Day takeover episode. Nice. Thanks, guys. So you're running the show. Well. So you get to drive the monorail wherever you want to. I don't know where I'll drive us to, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> That's right. Garrett just got back. He's a little tired. He just got back from a trip to Cedar Point. But don't worry, he didn't ride anything, so he can't tell us anything about it. Garrett. <laughs> they were too crazy, and I was sick. <laughs> yeah, you you were anxious sick, I bet. No, no, it was, it was the corn dog. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of these incredible summer events that are going on in the parks, guys. Okay. This is all stuff that's coming up this summer. Big events. Big that, events that have just been announced recently. Yeah, and I think a lot of this is kind of around Incredibles 2 coming out this next month. So they're trying to get hype for that, get some excitement. Because, I mean, I think people are pretty excited anyway. Because this is a long time coming. So, so I think a lot of these are kind of tied into that. The Incredibles are pretty cool. And I saw on Twitter that they Disney did... Uh, and it like a Mother's Day thing, and it had the mom from The Incredibles on it because mm-hmm. she's pretty cool. She is cool, Elastic Girl. So The Incredibles are taking over Tomorrowland with a dance party on Rocket Tower stage each evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have a there's like a list of all the Incredibles people that are going to be making appearances. But the big one that I saw was that Edna Mode for the first time ah. is going to make her appearance in the parks. So that's Frozen. We met him. Yeah, we did. He's so, awesome. Who else did we meet? It, it was him and wasn't there someone else? Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. Sure. Yeah. The other thing that's going on in Epcot is Star-Lord and Gamora will join an alien band on stage to take the guests on a journey through the cosmos. Um, and they're going to perform all the hits on the awesome mixtapes one and two. Yeah. Nice. I think out of all these, actually, that one is the one that I'm most, I, I would be most excited to see because those are really cool songs. And while, I don't know, I guess everybody has their kind of own opinions about like the face characters that they get to kind of meet and greet. And one of them being Star-Lord. Chris Pratt has a pretty distinct look. Yeah. I kind yeah. of, I kind of feel like they almost, the Star-Lord in the parks ought to have his mask up all the time or something to make it a little more less obvious that it's not Chris Pratt. Right. Um, but but anyway, whether or not you have an opinion on that, I I would assume if it you know if I'm kind of reading the tea leaves here, they're going to have probably one of their better Star Lords on stage for this show. I don't know. Those are all really cool songs. I know we always have a blast when we watch the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, kind of singing along 
I bet people in the theaters aren't thrilled that we're singing out loud while they're trying to watch a movie, but... Uh, but anyway, I think, I don't know, that sounds like a pretty cool event. And, and it is, you know, they're bringing, they've got the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster that's coming to Epcot. So this is kind of trying to build up that anticipation for that. Yeah. And McKenna, don't you have one of the records of the Guardian of the Galaxy soundtrack? I do. I have volume one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got the f- soundtrack for the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And I also have the, um, Urk. The orchestral one. Orchestral. Orchestral one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. That was a good uh, record. They're all, yeah. All those songs are so good. That it is mm-hmm. fun to listen to the music whenever you're watching the movie. So anyway, that's a show that I would really like to see, personally. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that would be fun. It sounds cool. The Incredibles dance party would be fun, too. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but... You know what was the best Disney dance party they had? Hmm. The Little Mermaid Under the Sea dance party. That was awesome. I danced with some fish. <laughs> that is true. It was really cute. And Sebastian was there. Yeah, that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. So in the Animal Kingdom, they are now debuting the Up-inspired bird show, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense that they don't have Kevin, but okay. Yeah, we can't confirm or deny whether or not Kevin ever makes an appearance in the okay. show, but... Well, Kevin needs to make. He should. It, 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 it almost would make no sense if he did. The bird show. It's a bird show. Should Kevin be should be there. The yeah. bird of the ball. He should be. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And there's also going to be a a new character celebration in Dino Land, hosted by Donald Duck. Yeah. Hmm. Why would Donald Duck be in Dino Land? Maybe it's because it's a coloration. Duck. Dino. Donald well, Duck. dinosaurs used to have feathers. <laughs> That's true. Hey, That's birds, true. birds are dinosaurs' descendants. See, there you go. We figured it out. We yeah. cracked the code. I think they just want to like find a way to get Donald Duck in there because we we got to meet Goofy and Pluto in Dino Land, and I feel like Donald was like in a safari outfit, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't remember we seeing him. Donald there. I think there. Donald was in the. Carnival. Yeah, we yeah. we met him at Magic Kingdom. I was just trying to think. Uh, I don't know that he has a lot going on at Animal Kingdom, so it's kind of a way to get him involved. Right, he Donald was wearing the best. Yeah, Garrett's favorite. Garrett does a good awesome. Donald Duck impression. Don't do it. <laughs> do I'm it. Not gonna, I'm not going to do it. Tell us uh, all about the dinosaurs in Donald Duck's best voice. Well, I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can just make the noise. Um... So, you guys will be excited about this. Toy Story Land is opening this June in Hollywood Studios. That's awesome. Well, I've been excited about that, too. But, like, we're going to have to wait to see it, though. Yeah, we're not going this year. Pro- but maybe we could take a mini trip. Ooh, but nice. I would have to take off for work. You could do it. Mm. Yeah, the, and I guess... That's kind of the main thing that is going on at Hollywood Studios. They got so much going on there. I guess there wasn't a lot else that they could do. But this is they're calling the opening of Toy Story Land part of this incredible summer thing. All right, I guess. They're giving us a new land. Yeah. And a couple new rides. So they showed... We, we've seen videos of the Slinky Dog roller coaster, which looks like it's... Yeah. For a kid's roller coaster, it looks pretty fun. Like, it's, it's kind of longer than what you would expect. The Slinky Dog roller coaster. It looks good. And then they've got the... There's the... Um, it's like the alien spin or something. It's the little aliens from Pizza Planet. 
Oh, yeah. And it's like a little, it's not quite like a teacup thing. It, it looks a little less intense than a teacup thing if you watch the video. Yeah, I can't it. ride teacups. So they got a couple of those. And of course, they're going to have like special food. I think the coolest thing about Toy Story Land is they're making this, it's like 11 acres, and they're, and they're theming it to look like Andy's backyard. Oh, cool. So the idea is like when you walk in there, you're shrinking down to toy size, and then everything around you is larger than life so like around the slinky dog coaster are all sorts of toys like tinker toys and stuff that they've built up around the coaster you can imagine that andy has set up this kind of world in his backyard for other toys to play in and then you're part of that it looks pretty neat and i'm excited about that that's pretty cool yeah yeah that sounds cool wait um is honey i shrunk the kids disney well yes and they had a they had a playground yeah at the hollywood studios it's gone oh I never got to go in that. I was too big. You were too big? I went. I feel like when I was probably year older than you when you went. When we went, we didn't do it. Mm. I don't remember why. I don't uh, know why. Maybe you just skipped it. Yeah. There's a lot to do at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. So all of that stuff, kind of getting people excited about the incredible summer. I just want to say something about rides. Yep. So I kind of, uh, I didn't do any rides at cedar point but i do want to go back to to disney and do those rides because i loved those rides except for everest everest Everest, i think i actually do want to do again you just didn't like the backwards part no but i think that's cool it was pretty cool everest is an awesome ride and you survived it twice you did (laughs) so So i think i'm good i can go back on that thing even the rock and roller coaster not that. I don't want it. I kind of want to go on the rock and roller coaster, but I also don't. Why? Because the second time I went, I kept telling mom that I wasn't feeling good, and she she thought it was an excuse because we had to split away from you and Garrett. She made me ride it anyways, and I almost threw up. Yeah. Yeah. But Sorry. that was more of a motion sick kind of thing. Yeah. I Rock and roller coaster is fun. I didn't like it. It is fun. It's a fun ride. It's just I don't want to throw up. Well, we'll make sure you're heavily medicated. Yes. Dreaming. Too dark and went up d- upside down too much. There were a lot of lights everywhere. It was yeah. cool. It's neon. So, uh, on to the uh, Disney Park blog. On uh, Wednesday, May 9th, the um, blog confirmed the location of a space-themed restaurant planned for Epcot's future world. The building will be constructed on newly developed land between um, Mission Space and Test Track. And uh, some speculate that Disney would utilize the old Wonders of Life pavilion. And the or this news uh, puts those rumors to bed. Right. So, so yeah, people were kind of wondering, because if you look at the renderings that they've put out for the space theme restaurant, it looks like it's going to be pretty significant in size. And so people kind of wondered about if the pavilion, the Wonders of Life pavilion has really gone pretty much unused for years. They use it for special events um, and they use it for like conventions and stuff, but they don't use it for much. So I heard, you know, people have talked about it for a while that maybe that's where the space restaurant would go. But this is interesting because now there's a couple of things that are interesting about it. One, it's cool that they're going to build its own building so they can do whatever they want and get it exactly how they want it. Yeah. But two, now the question is, what are they going to do with that Wonders of Life pavilion? Are they ever going to bring any of that back? And do they have more land than I thought they did? They have a lot more land than you know of. Like, they they have developed, I think, maybe a third of the land that they actually own. I would love for them to do more stuff. 
but some of it has to stay swampland. Yeah. It's part of their agreement. Yeah, yeah I yeah, do they know have about an agreement that. Florida. So it's not all going to be developed, but I wish they could though. I, I the hugest Disneyland and Disney World ever. Well, yeah, Darty we is the protect hugest yeah. of our swampland. But yeah, so they still have room to expand all their parks. Like the the Tron coaster that they're building at Magic Kingdom is actually going to be ex- kind of go external to the footprint that they have today. So you'll board it in Tomorrowland, but the ride actually goes like outside the park and comes back in. The space themed restaurant. Back to the topic at hand. I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited about it. There's been a lot of... The, Disney's kind of slowly releasing more and more news about it. Have they released any food news? No, not any oh. food Yeah, yet. that's what I was thinking. But we're, we're going to get to later on when we get to the um, the third portion of the show, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of my wants for the space-themed restaurant. Okay, all right. We're going to get there. I'll talk about mine, too. Okay. Another thing that was announced on Thursday, May 10th, Disney announced character couture packages for Walt Disney World salons. Yeah. So this is not just for kids because they've always at Bibbidi Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique they've always done this thing where you take the kids in and they get like princess makeovers. This is for or pirate. This is for adults. That means I can do it. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's pretty cool because the packages you get to dress up as your favorite character and you can select uh, different style offerings they have. And they'll uh, transform your hair, your makeup, nails. It's all inspired by the Disney characters. Yeah, but how much is it? Well, I'm sure it's a lot. But um, well, And this, what characters do they offer? So they offer princesses, villains, Ooh. the Fab Five, galactic styles, and hero and heroine styles. Cool. Would okay, it so be I like dressing up like Donald? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the Fab Five. Yeah. Yeah. No. So what um, would it be like? Well, no pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be interested in galactic and villain. Yes. Yeah. Really so you probably could choose like Ray or Leia. Ooh, and they would that's do awesome. Like that. Who would you want? I know. I was thinking Maleficent. Or would the be Queen really of cool. Hearts would be awesome. Yeah. That would be pretty neat. Yeah. Ooh, or Ursula. Well, there's a video out on the Disney Parks blog, if, if people want to go see it, of um, the lady who wrote the blog actually went and experienced it, and she went with a couple of friends, and one of the ladies did Minnie, and one did Ursula. And what I can't remember what the third Jafar? Jafar. <laughs> that would be really cool. You you look like Jafar McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me. <laughs> I just mean because she's got a skinny face. So we know, we know Garrett says, I think he would pick Donald. Donald? McKenna's thrown out a few of her options. What, what do you think you would want to pick? Maleficent? Yeah, I think Maleficent would be really cool. Or if I didn't do Maleficent, I would love to be, um, I don't know what their, the alien, what alien race it is, but the uh, ladies that are green. So they're typically blue and they're called Twi'lek. Oh, okay. Why do I think there's a green one? Well, I, they might be green. T- they're both blue. They're blue colored. One. She's orange. She's not a Twilight. Oh, she's not? Mm-mm. Oh, I've been she's mistaken. She's a raccoon. No. I'm, I'm not sure kidding. what her race is. She's something else, though. Yeah. She's really something else. That, wow. that Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Well, there's actually a number that you can call if you're looking to see um, they how much it Bluto? is. Bluto? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you want to look at how much it is. Or if you want to set up an appointment, there's a number to call. It's 407-939-7727. Yeah, and I did look up, too. I wondered if there were only specific spas that they were going to be doing this at or specific salons. It looks like maybe it's all of them that have the... If if any if they do hair, makeup, and that sort of thing at the salon, then they'll do this. 
Um, and the, the one that they used for the video on the blog was Senses at the Grand Floridian, oh, which, is okay. a, which is a fancy spa that they have there. And they don't put prices out on the website. And it's I assume that's because it's a lot. But my, I think the other thing is that apparently it depends on where you go and then who your stylist is yeah. as, as far as how much they charge. Yeah, I think that'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'd feel like I like immerse myself into this complete nerdiness walking yeah. around dressed up but as a character. That's part of it. You know, I think part of going to Disney is like getting really into the spirit. And we like to wear our t shirts, but this would really kind of take it to another level. Yeah, definitely. That is kind of what Disney is about like being in the universe of Disney, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nerding out about it. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely... Go all out, bro. I actually, last time, I didn't really get to enjoy much of it, so I really want to go back and, like, do everything. But maybe in a different way, because I think I ran you guys a little ragged this this Mm -hmm. when I took you the last time. Yeah, you were running. (laughs) We were commando style. We were trying to get everything done. I did it wrong, guys. Let me just tell you this. If you want some advice about how not to do it, I've got a list. Yeah. It's called Don't Try to Do Everything in One Day. Yeah, that, that's number one. <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> um, and so, did you guys see the pictures um, of Maleficent the Dragon Float that caught yeah. fire? So, that was on Friday, what? May 11th. And um, they have the parade, the 3 o'clock parade for the festival, festival of Fantasy in the Magic Kingdom. And they had a Maleficent dragon. And it's kind of like a steampunk dragon. It's really cool. We it is really it. cool. Yeah. Um, you, do you remember the Maleficent dragon? I I, I saw like little models of it, but I didn't. We saw it in yeah. person. Yeah, I don't remember it. We have pictures of that one. I'll show you the pictures. <laughs> I don't remember it, though. I, but just see, I just remember models. There's a pretty epic shot of the dragon, and it has flames just shooting oh, yeah. out the top of its head. There are some good ones, like fully engulfed. Yeah, it, I it, like the head. whenever <laughs> it bent down and they used the fire extinguisher to put it out, and it just kept. That was like a mess. Yeah, um, it looked it looked kind of depressed after they got it all extinguished. <laughs> yeah, but they the cast members like they took care of everyone and made sure that no one was hurt, and they got the fire out pretty quickly. You know, doing the Disney thing, they took care of everyone else first. So, so. let me say this: I'm going to say something about this because I made a couple jokes about. Well, I made one joke on Twitter about it, and it wasn't that I was making light of the situation. But here's the thing: Disney is going to put the safety of all the guests and cast members before everything else. They wouldn't have a float that breathes fire unless they knew they could take care of it if something went wrong, right? And from everything we've read, everybody knew exactly how to react. They got the guests away. The cast members got the fire out very quickly, and everything was fine. I get that that's a dangerous situation, and I'm not trying to say it wasn't. But if we can't laugh at a situation like this where everything was totally fine and it was under control, what can we laugh at? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of crazy that they had a float that caught fire. I mean, like, Disney's kind of known for not having too many technical issues. Yeah, so those are all the news newts, news newts yes, that you've got today. That's all I got for you guys. Okay, well, I think this is a good time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to head on over to Monday Morning Monorail Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. We'll see you in just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. Here we are at M34D, the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. 
There's just one thing missing today, and that's the Dawes. <laughs> but instead, we're going to replace the Dawes with the Monday Morning Monorail family. So here are Sam, McKenna, and Garrett, and Hello. yours truly, back again. And today, we are focusing on something a little bit outside the parks, I guess you would say. But, you know, for our first M340, we went with the Walt Disney World Railroad, which we felt like was a logical first step in, in this feature segment. But... I don't know how we overlooked the fact that there was something right under our nose that we should have been talking about for the first episode, considering we are the Monday Morning Monorail, and that is, of course, the Walt Disney World Monorail. So today, Aww. we're going to learn all kinds of things about the monorail. Whoa! Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Walt Disney World Monorail launched for the first time on October 1st, 1971, along with the, it was, it was shortly after the opening of the park. Mag just the Magic Kingdom, because at that time, of course, um, Epcot was not open. Did you know that Walt Disney, the Walt Disney World monorail is one of the most heavily used monorail systems in the world with over 150,000 daily riders? 150,000? That's yeah. a lot. I feel like um, it's pretty busy in some other places. Like, Well, the, the ones that are ahead of it are monorails in China. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, because they are packed in pretty tightly when they get onto those. They have a real, real problem over there <laughs> with that stuff. Well, they got a lot of people they got to move around, but so does Disney. Yeah. Um, there are currently 12 Mark VI trains in operation on three lines. The Magic Kingdom Resort Loop, the Magic Kingdom Express, which just goes to the TTC and the Magic Kingdom, and then the Epcot line. And, of course, the Epcot line was added in 1982. It actually started operating before Epcot ever opened, and it was kind of used as, like, people could use it as a preview to Epcot. They could ride just in a, in a loop and go huh. through Epcot and then come back. Huh. Yeah. Um, there are also two spur tracks that connect those lines to maintenance stations. All combined, the tracks cover 14.7 miles and annually carry over 50 million, million guests. Million. The monorail beams themselves are made of concrete and a, and a special polystyrene core to lighten the weight. They What's a polystyrene? It's some kind of a polymer, obviously. That, that And it was these, by the way, the rails were made in Washington State and sent on train all the way down to Orlando. Well, if it's a polymer, I bet it tastes sweet then. Don't eat the monorail <laughs> track. <laughs> eat monorail. the monorail track. <laughs> these, aren't, these aren't like doozer sticks. <laughs> no. Um, each train is 203 feet long and made up of six cars. They carry 360 passengers. They're powered by eight 600-volt electric motors, and they can hit a maximum speed of 40 miles per hour. So, I mean, that doesn't sound fast, but they don't have to cover a lot of ground. Are they, um, do they have, like, a... What's that guy? The guy who drives the trains? A conductor. Yes, they do have a conductor. Now, the trains have actually moved to be more automated uh -huh. um, now than they used to be, but they still do have a conductor that sits in the front. And actually, you used to be able to sit in the front car. Yeah, and get like a pin or something. No, you right? got a, a monorail co-pilot license, which I have in my wallet. Carry it today because I, for one, got to sit in the front of the monorail at one point. Ooh. You actually had to ask. So it was something, basically, They this is one of those kind of hidden Disney World gems that, that people may, not everybody knew about it because if you just go ride the monorail, they're just going to load you into a train. But what you would do is grab a cast member and say, hey, can we ride in the front? And they'd say, yeah, come on. And they'd get you, like, step over to the side. And the next monorail that came through with an open front car, you got to sit in it. 
So that was super cool, but unfortunately you can't do that anymore, and that, that was discontinued after yeah. the monorail crashes back in July of 2009 because there were people who were actually killed. Yeah, it was a, it's just, I mean, it would be fun to get my license, but I would rather be safe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But the trains are, there's a lot of automation that they've built into them. They, they do have a lot of safety measures. Um, their speed and, and um, everything is controlled by an onboard computer, and the, and the trains talk to each other, and they do try to space them out. Between every station, there are at least two hold points. So if there's traffic ahead that's not cleared out, there are spots where the monorail is supposed to stop before it moves on. So these are all kind of fail-safes. Um, I was going to tell you all the current color lineup of the monorails, and then we're going to pick a favorite. All right. So here's what we got out of the 12. There's red, coral, orange, gold, yellow, teal, lime, green, Blue, silver, black, and peach. Where does the yellow line go? I don't know that they always stay on the same line because the yellow I've seen on the Epcot line, but the picture that I have that we took leaving the uh, Polynesian Resort with you waiting on the monorail is the yellow monorail. Hmm. So I I think they switch them. So I think it's kind of crazy that they have like the basic colors and then they throw like coral and lime and peach and stuff yeah. like that in there. Why not instead of having like red and yellow or in green, why not do like sartreuse and magenta? <laughs> sartreuse isn't a red. What color no, is that? It's a purple. No, I know. I'm just saying crazy color names. Why didn't they name them all like because different? You not names. you gotta have the prime. I suspect they started out with the basic names, and then they added, like, coral and peach and stuff like that later. Because actually, if you read on the Wikipedia, it says that some of these colors, of course, they're somewhat similar. So just to distinguish them on the trains, the ones that are kind of similar, they put a delta symbol Mm. in the stripe. Um, The monorails are known by their colors, by the way. So if you want to identify them, you call them, like, monorail line. Um I still think they need a monorail, like, magenta. Magenta. Something. They might, eventually. Maybe when the, the Mark 7s get implemented, there monorail, might be some new colors. Rose gold. No. <laughs> Millennial pink. No. <laughs> Downvote. Um, the current monorail narrator is Tom Kane. This has kind of changed throughout the years. They like to, as you're kind of going from station to station, they have somebody telling you about things going on in the parks and what's going on in the resort. But... You can still hear the original voice, Mr. Jack Wagner, the voice of Disneyland, as he asks guests to please stand clear of the doors. Uh, that plays at the beginning of our podcast, people. It does. Mm-hmm. Featured on this podcast intro. Future monorail narrator, McKenna Crutzinger. <laughs> You're going to have to develop those golden pipes. Let's hear it. Do it. Let's audition right now. Please stand clear of the doors. Please stand clear of the doors. <laughs> nope, it's not going to work. <laughs> I, can, I can do it. All right. Garrett. Please stand clear of the doors. Well, that sounded like oh, a yeah. robot. Yeah, yeah, no, we can do the subway style. <laughs> <laughs> they did sound like that. Yeah, yeah. You can't understand anything they're saying in New York or in D.C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney's got that going for them. They do. So, guys, any fond memories of the, the monorail you wanted to share? I have a time-lapse video of us going on the monorail to the Lilo and Stitch breakfast. Yeah, at the Polynesian. Yeah. We I got on at the about. We got on at the Contemporary, I think, yeah. right? 
I remember stealing your video, uh, your idea, and also doing a time lapse. <laughs> you're a little copycat. It's hey, it's what? It, what do they say? A Imitation is the truest form of flattery. It's okay. It's okay. Life imitates art. And she's indicating that she is art. I guess. So you're calling your mom like um, an artist because she created you. Well, she's a crappy artist. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I'm not. that's mean. <laughs> The um, best artist ever. I don't know. I have a lot Even of really... Even good artists can make bad art. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've had a lot of really good memories of the monorail. I, I mean, I've said it before, and I know we kind of talked about this last time. For me, the monorail is like an attraction in and of itself. It's a, it's a fun experience. I love the narration, and it takes me to one of the happiest places on earth. So it's a fun ride. And I love the fact that it goes through the contemporary. That's one of the coolest things. Ever. It did look pretty that cool. That was pretty cool. But I do wish that I had the like starry eye monorail feel that you have. But like when I lived in DC, I rode, you know, the metro all the time. So I didn't I think when we went you didn't you were excited about the monorail, but you didn't really tell me how much it meant to you. So I didn't really pay attention to it like I think the only thing I remember is uh, you going, guys, look over there. You see that? Guys, look over there. And I should have recognized that how, how excited you were doing I, all uh, of that. It meant a lot to me, too, because I'd, I'd never been on something like that. So it it was pretty cool. I just thought, oh, wow, this is really clean. Because it was <laughs> really clean. Yeah, they're not so clean in D.C. No. <laughs> like, I bet no one pees in here. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I don't know. I, maybe maybe it's not as big a deal to other people. Maybe maybe people out there can tell us what they think of the monorail. Is it something to you that feels like an attraction in, a, an, in and of itself? Or is it just a means to an end to get you to the parks? I think it's an attraction. Well, I think it's a lot better than um, getting on one of those like buses mm-hmm. from the hotels to go over to the park because it was more a lot more fun than that yeah it is are you guys pretty excited about the gondola system they're installing uh yes, yes. by the what? way uh that better happen to me and i better get a flower and serenade it to hun i better get you are thinking of wrong by... gondolas i don't those are know the guys what it is. with the sticks that are that's that's in venice you're right but i'm talking about the airway system yeah but I still want to be serenaded. Wait, what? what is it? It's okay. So they're like suspended have str- cars. Yeah, strings. Not strings, well, but cables. Whatever. Oh. It's gonna be in the sky. And it's gonna oh, be that's so cool. cool. And it's gonna connect. Like the, in Ober Gatlinburg. Yeah, but the cars are gonna only hold eight people. But there's like a different a different one leaves every twenty seconds, and it connects the Pop Century, um, Art of Animation, and I think Coronado Springs to the Hollywood Studios in Epcot. Our I still want to get awesome. serenaded too. <laughs> so you want someone on there singing to you? Yes. yes. And I want everyone, all the other six people going, what in the world is going on over there? <laughs> I'll sing to you when we ride the gondolas. Because we may very well, the next time we go, stay at Art, Art of Animation again. Hey, Art of Animation look, was really cool. We take up half of the gondola. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, we kind of... We, if we have four friends, which I know is a stretch, yeah, it's but we could just take up a gondola. That's true. We, or just tell them we really need our privacy. Yeah. It, you know, if it was like middle of the day, it probably wouldn't be very full. You could probably get your own gondola. 
But yeah. I'm thinking, and they've already started talking about this, like end of the day after Illuminations at Epcot, when people are leaving there and people leaving Hollywood Studios, it's going to be quite a backup for people hopping on those and trying to get back to the... Um, the hotels that they connect to. That's when you don't get so upset about the buses. <laughs> yeah. The buses, bu- buses will still be an option. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, story. Um, McKenna and I, when we went to the Magic Kingdom, um, they had a Pirates and Princesses party afterwards. And, I know, puh, puh, puh. Sorry. And um, they... Uh, we stayed at the Hilton, so we weren't actually on a Disney property, but the Hilton had a bus that would drive you over to Disney. Well, um, the Pirates and Princesses party went later than the actual park hours, and there were no buses to take us back, and I didn't know what to do, and the internet wasn't as easily accessible on your devices, mobile devices at this time, and I was trying really hard to figure out how to, like, find a taxi cab or something, and we were standing outside of the gates, like, by ourselves at night. It was really crazy, (laughs) because I didn't plan for that. I had no idea. Yeah. It was pretty funny. So there's an argument. Stay on property. Yeah. We'll be taken care of. Yeah. But... The Hilton was nice. Yeah. It was fine. It wasn't a Disney property, though. It's a totally different experience staying off property. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we stayed at the Art of Animation when we we all went. And I think we all really liked the... um, the pool with the cars and the, the seagulls that said the mine. Nemo, the, the Nemo, Nemo pool was awesome because with speakers underwater. You were like, yeah, whenever you went underwater, it was different music. Yeah, yeah that Sorcery. I didn't get to experience that because my ears hold right. water. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty. It was pretty nice, but I'm thinking when we go back, I would really like to splurge and I'd love to stay at a monorail property. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. But if we have to Art go value, Art of Animation is really nice. It's awesome. And if it, they get the gondolas up, it'll make it even cooler. So Yeah, definitely. They're already building the towers. That's cool. Yeah. So, so we could totally stay at the Animal Kingdom Resort. And I can that just eat was awesome. legs of lamb the whole <laughs> time. I can have them delivered to my room. At that, at that <laughs> little place, you could like see giraffes. Mm-hmm. While we were eating at Sanaa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was at the place that you can stay, but we were like right. downstairs. We went down to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I think we should tell everyone. We went to eat at Sanaa at, what's the name of that lodge though? Or the hotel? It's at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but I'm, uh, is that in the Kadani Village? That's the place I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. It's, it's I know a you hotel. Are. Yeah. Yeah. So we Gosh. went to eat dinner there one night. And we all picked out some stuff. We got like a hummus tray or something. Or the bread service. The oh. bread service. That was really good. And McKenna found the most expensive thing on the menu. And it was a $40 leg of lamb. Ra- it was a rack of lamb. Rack of lamb? Yeah. And she ate the entire she thing. Did. I'm a monster in disguise <laughs> as a young lady. She did. She tore that thing up. Yeah. You and I good. could have probably shared an entree. It definitely. There's a lot Garrett of Garrett needed... Like a snack. Yeah. I needed a four-course meal. <laughs> McKenna would have had the full meal, and we could have all three shared yeah, we could have probably. McKenna's meal. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to run. Whoever whoever gets married to me, heads up, you're not going to have any money. I'm spending it all on food. So there just putting that out there. Good luck to you. <laughs> 
All right, we've clearly strayed away from the monorail, so I think it's this, that's okay. At this point, I think we could probably wrap up M3 4D for this episode. Unless there are any closing monorail thoughts around the table. No? When are we going back? <laughs> that's that's the question we will always be asking. Yes, Very soon. I have a thought. What's your thought? Uh, this isn't really all the, the alliteration you were talking about because the Dawes isn't here. I know. You're right. I agree with that. But mom's here. It's the Mother's Day takeover. Mother's Day takeover. All right. McKenna's Day takeover every day. <laughs> we'll be right back with the final segment of the Monday Morning Monorail Mother's Day edition. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the final segment of the Monday Morning Monorail, and this is the part of the show where I like to bring you into the conversation. You know, you can interact with us in a lot of ways. One of them is on Twitter, at Morning Monorail. You can email us at mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com or call our voicemail, which the number will be read to you in the outro, so I'm not going to say it now because I, I can't remember what it is. It's 407-917-2144, I think. I don't know. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Um, but you can get in touch with us. Give us your questions. You know, it doesn't have to be travel questions, but if you do have travel questions, we'll help you with those. Whatever questions you might have. If you got topic suggestions for the show, we'd love to hear them. I've got a thought, by the way. I think we ought to do a show all about how to avoid park breakdowns. Yes. So <laughs> real. I think that could be a topic coming up. That comes... The park breakdowns will come along with any emotional baggage you have because Disney will rip it right out of That's you. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can send us feedback or whatever you want. Just get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. I want to thank some people because we've already heard from a lot of you. Um, thanks so much. You know, our Twitter's only been exist in existence for like a month now, and this is just our second week of the show, but already we're getting a lot of really nice interaction from um, a lot of you. And, and so specifically, I want to say thank you to Michael Leon Knox the second, or at DisneyNut1985 for reaching out. He let us know that he lives basically like right next door to yeah, our fine studio awesome. here in Knoxville, just down the road, about, you know, somewhere between here in Chattanooga. So um, pretty cool. Thanks for the shout out. Thanks to Sorcerer News, at Sorcerer News on Twitter. They shared the love of my monorail mug on a Friday ago. They said that was also their favorite mug. Yeah, you were pretty excited when you saw that mug. Yeah, I love it. It has the famous quote in Spanish. I mean, can I say the Spanish one? <laughs> Yeah, nice try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Por favor, mantengase aliado de las puertas. Nerd. I got I it. I knew it you had de it. las puertas at the end. Yeah, of the doors. I didn't remember any of it. <laughs> okay, now say it. I Nope, <laughs> okay. gone. De las puertas. <laughs> Por favor, de las puertas. <laughs> Please. I also Please want to give a shout out to Kevin Lisseau at Kevin underscore Lisseau on Twitter. We shared a few jokes back and forth about the adorable snowman and the yellow ice cream. Um, he also reminded me about the poop treats from Animal Kingdom. He wants those to come back. Yeah. We chatted with a few of you about things we wanted to see in the Epcot Space Restaurant. So let me just give you my quick list. Here, Here's my short list of requests, Epcot, if you're listening. First, you better have some tang. That is a space travel classic. Ooh, with vanilla ice cream. What about spaghetti no, and asteroids? <laughs> Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I also requested... Hold on. 
Let me get mine in okay, here. Okay, sorry, I'm getting excited. I also requested freeze-dried astronaut ice cream. Well, yeah, given. They better have that. And then lastly, I really want them to have like a big, it, does, it could be like small TVs throughout or maybe like a big projection that shows you like a classroom full of kindergartners just kind of staring at you, watching you eat. Because I feel like anytime you see the space station, they're always doing like live streams to classrooms and it's just a bunch it's of true. kids looking it's at true. them. Okay. Yeah. What about Meteor Loaf? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. McKenna's got the puns. <laughs> I should go, they should hire me. I've been saying this like all the time. I need to. Give me a job, please. <laughs> you have one. Give me another, another one. <laughs> I don't know what I would want added. Maybe if we're going for the ridiculous and unobtainable ideas, um, maybe they have like a uh, like a gravity room, like the moon gravity moon bounce kind of thing. Like, yeah, but you can do what the astronauts do and like have like Jello floating in the air. Well, and that is water. It and it, that's water. an impossibility. <laughs> I know, but you said you wanted kids watching you eat. That's, that's realistic. No, they can that's, make a yeah, loop of kids looking at you. It be fake. Uh, what about? I thought you wanted live kids live, watching. Quote unquote live <laughs> stream. Not, that'd be weird. <laughs> I, I have an idea. Okay, guess Garrett? They could have a thing I forgot right the mommy was talking what about boot print cake it, mommy like oh I just know. So you know what they have like an an energy thing like an energy drink that like, it like gives you energy and it's called rocket fuel there you go or they yeah call that, it that buzz. could probably be a drink like an adult beverage they can call mm-hmm. it buzz though because first man to walk on the moon officially okay yeah <laughs> This is going to be but your. What does that uh, have to do with a little box. angry drink? This is going to be your soapbox today. Team buzz. Angst. It gives you a buzz. All right. At the Mouse Seekers gave a suggestion when I said that I would like to have them bring Tang to the restaurant. Um, they actually said Tang marinated pork sandwiches. <laughs> that actually would be pretty good if you put like a barbecue sauce with it and some Tang. I, I think I think I should do that in our crock pot one day. Let's give it a try. We could. We can share the results. And then at the Mouse and More is hoping that they'll hear occasional pages over the speakers to let Mr. Tom Morrow that his table is ready. <laughs> I like that one, too. That's pretty good. Yeah. For you kids, you look like you have kind of blank stares. One of the one of the things you can hear in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom is paging Mr. Tom Morrow. I say Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. But why? Because tomorrow... Oh, I get it now. Oh. That kind of went over my head. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I also wasn't really paying attention when you talked. Oh, thanks. So. Great. Uh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> not new, is it? Um, and then I just wanted to say, say lastly, uh, thanks to Genilo. It might be Genio. I don't know. At Genilo on Twitter, J-E-N-I-L-L-O. Um, and Disney Gratitude. At Disney Gratitude without the E, but a one in the end. For shout-outs they gave us on Twitter last Friday, just kind of asking people to follow us. and I, I, It's really nice. Appreciate the support. Thanks for doing that, guys. That's yeah. so nice. It's a nice. Uh, it is. And if you keep supporting us and getting us out there, maybe Disney will want us to come visit and talk about it, and they'll Ooh. pay. I doubt it. Yeah, I That's know. That's not going to happen. It'd be cool, but though. They'll just pay me because I'm the charm of this group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, yeah. Kenna. Uh-huh. She's classing It'd it be paying to let us go. If they if they just even gave us like a day ticket to come in and like you know experience some things that'd work. Yep, <laughs> we're in. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, Disney. <laughs> 
I want to give a disclaimer right now. So, so far, I've been the one who's really been kind of managing the Twitter account. Uh, so if you guys are interacting with us back and forth, you're speaking to me. I'm trying to get Sam to get out there and get involved too, but so she hasn't done it yet. She says I, she doesn't know what to say. I'm I trying have a to mental encourage block. You. But just interact with people. Look and see what people are saying. You can talk to them. They'll talk back to you. It's pretty cool. They might not want to talk to me. <laughs> so, but anyway, if you all want to give give us grief about things that we're saying on Twitter, it's probably me that's saying it. So yeah, or if if you like it, hi. <laughs> just kidding. McKenna's the one people will get mad that s- s- she says stuff do- stuff on the podcast. <laughs> what? You're no. Gonna, you're saying the the things that are going to get people triggered, maybe. Listen, listen. I'm the brave. I'm Braveheart. I, <laughs> no, I am Braveheart. Brave. Yeah, Braveheart is Mel Gibson. I, no, I'm Braveheart. <laughs> what was your name, Merida? Merida. Merida. No, I'm Braveheart, though, Garrett. I'm not... No, I'm Braveheart. Brave. Anyways. Yeah. All right. We're kind of spiraling into nowhere here, so I think we'll wrap it up. So thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been a good one. Thanks to Sam for being a great mother on Mother's Day and helping to host the show. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> McKenna, Garrett, thanks for joining us once again. Hey, Tony, where'd you get that fresh pepperoni? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm afraid I can't do that. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, suggestions, and feedback on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. See you real soon. <laughs>